In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! On today's Get Ready for the Future show, it's National Be a Millionaire Day, so we're calling current and future millionaires to join us. And if you've achieved that status, how do you plan to live on that million? This is the Get Ready for the Future show. We welcome you in and happy Memorial Day weekend in advance. Welcome to the Get Ready for the Future show, streaming today, as always, on Wednesday mornings on Facebook Live and on YouTube and heard all across the state of Arkansas on various radio stations. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury to my right, Janet Walker to his right. Good morning to you both. Good Hello. morning. How are we doing today? Well, we're good. We're good. Things are uh, opening back up. Uh, people are milling around a little bit more. and That's li- for sure. Life, life uh, at least in Saline County, let me put yeah. it that way. I haven't been much out of Saline County, but at least in Saline County, life looks to be returning to normal not normal yet yeah. but returning to normal there's lots of traffic yeah i can I, vouch i like it yes it's definitely picking back up in yeah. the mornings for sure yeah i can vouch for little rock being open back up too as far as uh, under the guidelines of course uh, uh, that the uh, governor's office and health department have put out uh, tim and i went to lunch at uh, tacos for life uh, the earlier this week and we had our mask on to order and then we sat down we were able to take it off we sat outside it, it felt good. That, yeah. it, this, yeah. this week, I went on Monday, too, to a different restaurant. Uh, this week was the first time I had been inside a restaurant since early March. I mean, that's... Isn't that's, that crazy? It was really noticeable to see. And, of course, things are still a little different inside. They, they, they're they adhering to the 33% capacity, so sure. many tables are missing or, or the chairs are turned up. But it's uh, it felt good. It, it reminded me of... It was more than food that I liked. That, 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 that was more than... Uh, yeah. There were more than one... There was more than one reason... That I, that I like to go into restaurants. I, I have to say that I have 100% missed the personal interaction with our clients yeah. in the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of our team has been out in, in various locations, uh, working from home or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, I've, I've really missed that kind of interaction and, and have been uh, in some meetings with people that have come in uh, since we opened back up, and, and that's gone very, very well. Yeah, it has. Uh, you know, we've, we have still made available video conference meetings mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable coming in yet, and we understand that for those of you who maybe are at a higher risk and, and that's what you're comfortable with, so we still welcome that. But it's been a good feeling to get back to this is just the way that we do things things you know that we meet in person and we go out to eat and and those types of things so it's it's good to continue to take a step in that direction yeah. scott i have lost track of time as a result of all of this and and it, it was not clear to me that we had uh, memorial day coming up on monday i was like okay what are we going to yeah. do on monday as we look at the calendar and went wait a minute <laughs> It is a little earlier than yeah, it, it normally is, is but, but for sure, it, it it I was talking to my wife about that today. 2020 is such a blur because of everything it that is. has happened, for sure. And today is actually National Be a Millionaire Day. Now, I, hey. there are 150 days. I don't know who makes these up, yeah. and, but 150 calendar days have some sort of uh, specialty to them. And I could not find anything online about the origins of this at all so yeah. i don't know who created it or why but obviously it fits into our wheelhouse and sure. the things we do but there are a lot of things about this that we could talk about uh certainly people who aspire uh to to reach certain levels of wealth and i think that's still kind of the standard to think about wealth in this country a million dollars doesn't go near as far as it did 20 years ago but being a millionaire quote unquote millionaire we think of chris hogan's book that we've talked right. about uh, everyday millionaire what does an everyday millionaire look like how did he or she achieve that wealth it's still kind of a, a symbol of uh, wealth that we aspire to achieve but of course it also flies in the face of everything we talk about here in terms of it's not about your asset level in retirement uh, or when it comes to financial independence it's it is just a number but certainly it's something to kind of shoot for i wonder if this uh, these days like this are like the, the old adage if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it does it make a sound which not following on that one. Well, I mean, you know, if if somebody just suddenly says, 
oh, it's this day, but oh, nobody yeah. cares, doesn't yeah. matter, you yeah, know? That's right. Uh, yeah. that, I, I've, I, when you say there's 150 of these, there's probably way more than that that people promote. Yeah. But, oh, but yeah. anyway, the, the whole idea about uh, becoming a millionaire is certainly something that, that you know, when, when I was younger, it was one of those things that just seemed like it was unattainable. You know, totally unattainable. Yeah. But to the point, we actually meet with everyday millionaires now because of things like 401k plans and cash balance pension plans and yeah. you know healthy incomes and this was something that i know that that the previous generation in my family had absolutely no bearing on whatsoever you know i believe that the best book ever written about how to become a millionaire i like chris hogan's book but i think that the best book ever written about how to become a millionaire was the tortoise and the hare hmm. It is slow and steady wins the race. Mm-hmm. And today, you know, we're going to talk about designing your retirement house and whether, and we're not talking about your physical house. We're talking about an illustration of your assets and, their, and therefore your income that you can receive from those assets. And the, the point is when you build a house, you don't start and finish on day one. There's a lot of planning that goes into it before you even break ground for a foundation. Then there are a lot of adjustments along the way, even after you've started the building process. It is a slow and steady wins the race. Um, When John first walked through the, the house that my husband and I built, he walked through and his one comment was, that is the most well-thought-out house I've ever been in in my life. Huh. And not that there was anything complicated, but my husband, praise God he's wired this way because I'm wired this way on other things, but not on that. There are lots of little details that he thought about. about you know, how are we really going to use this room? And he thought about those things and made some wise decisions to get it ready for us. But, you know, think about in your financial world, what are you doing to get ready for your retirement house? And if it's your goal to be a millionaire, like Scott said, it's not that a million dollars is really the goal. The goal is more about what can that do for you? Is that going to create enough income for you? And maybe it's more than enough. But the encouragement that we would give you today is that being a millionaire is not as unattainable as it used to be. You've just got to follow the wisdom from the tortoise and the hare and know that slow and steady wins the race. Just keep making one wise decision after another one and you'll get to that point. We've all built houses at this table, and I'm not wired like your husband. I'm very (laughs) impatient. My wife would attest to that. So this process was very challenging for me. So when you hear uh, that slow and steady wins the race, I'm thinking about that six- to eight-month process of building my house and how I wanted it to happen faster Mm -hmm. and quicker. But that's when mistakes are made, is when you want it to happen faster or quicker. If you want to get to a million dollars in wealth faster and quicker, you're going to take on more risk than you may need to be taking on. And you've got to live with those mistakes. You know, Once they're made in your house, you've got to live with that. Sometimes you can fix it, but if you do, it's more costly than it would have been to do it the right way the first time. I've told the story on the show before but when i was building my house uh you know we we had to clear the land because it was wooded where we were building and so we cleared the land and it seemed like forever that they played in the dirt as i called it you know it was like what are you doing here come on and and one day i I drove up and the builder was there and i got out of the car and i kind of wised off to him i said hey y'all gonna quit playing in the dirt and build a house here what's going on and he goes look you want to be sure this foundation is built very, very well, because if you screw this up, then it doesn't matter what we build above it. And I went, okay, I'm going to shut up and get in the car, and I'll uh, go back to <laughs> Stay doing Stay in your lane. Y'all keep yes, playing in the I'll, dirt. I'll uh, be back in the <laughs> financial advising business in just a second, and I'll leave you alone. So obviously he's right, and, and that's what we try to communicate in terms of whether you're building to be a millionaire or you're just building a retirement income plan just to get through retirement and, and have some money coming in. You've got to have that foundation right, and we're going to talk about you know how we actually create that picture and, and and what we do to go through that process here at GenWealth. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we would love to hear your comments and questions. We can get those on the air as well uh, today during our live stream. But getting started on building or designing your retirement house, that is the theme of today's Get Ready for the Future show. Time for our first break, and we'll be right back. Your retirement should be more. More what? More than just investments. More about you. Find out more when the Get Ready for the Future show returns.
This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life, whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a Genwealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From Genwealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. My name's Scott Inman with John Shrewsbury for the fastest four minutes in investing. And John, we're going to talk a little bit today about the Fed, but kind of as a setup here, we've been talking for the last couple of weeks about the guidance we've gotten from LPL Research about starting to take a look at these valuations now as the market has rebounded off of that March 23rd low significantly now and things are looking better. Where is this market exuberance coming from as we continue to have a stock market that looks a lot better than maybe conditions seem to be with this recession, potentially even depression in play because of the pandemic. Well, a lot of that exuberance, I think, has come from what's coming from the Fed and the, the messages they're sending. Yeah, if you are a fan of 60 Minutes, uh, it goes back to my days as a broadcast journalist. I used to never miss 60 Minutes, and I try to frequently get it uh, every once in a while now. But I, I watched the Fed chairman on 60 Minutes this past Sunday, and when he said the Fed is certainly not out of ammunition to help fight this coronavirus economic uh, reverberation that's going across the country. That's what the markets were listening for. And, and the reason that that all works out is that the markets are the only place in town to go invest money and get any return on it. Right. Because as you look today, Scott, the Federal Reserve's 10-year Treasury bond is at a 0.7% interest rate for 10 years crazy seven tenths of one percent interest for the entire year yeah for the for an entire year on an annualized basis you get very little money for tying your money up for 10 years and so it, clearly the fed has said that that you know we're going to do everything we can but what the fed has also said is that they're not going to at least for right now look at going negative on interest rates and i know scott that is something that a lot of people talk about and the fed chair said that there's plenty of people who think negative interest rates are good policy, but the Fed does not think so. Yeah, and apparently the market liked that. But they, but the Fed has also gone on record as saying, John, that there are other weapons in their arsenal that they haven't reached yet. And I think that was really maybe the worrisome part for me, even when we were first talking about uh, what the Fed was going to do at the front end of this pandemic was, were they eventually going to back themselves up against the wall and have no other options? And it certainly seems like the message from the Fed chair is we have lots of other options. Well, and those options really are to try to incent borrowing. And and when you think about, when you hear the Fed talking about opening up lending facilities, they are doing things like going to the banks and saying, hey, look, if you'll lend people money to get out of this, we'll take 85% of the risk or something like that. There's some of those programs that are, are on the horizon right now that the Fed is getting ready to launch. The Fed is even going into the market and buying uh, exchange traded funds and buying equities and things of that nature. And so the Fed is doing everything it knows to do at this point and, and has more things that they're actually have in their lineup to do to try to stimulate the economy. And they don't want to, to really force the issue of borrowing by going negative on interest rates. They don't think that's a good policy, but they do think that opening up the floodgates of, of basically almost free money uh, to, to get to a point where the economy is able to stand back up on its feet in just a little while. That is what they're trying to accomplish with the moves that the Fed is currently making. Let's ramp up by talking about the other side of this, though. LPL Research does believe we could be seeing a correction in the near term. Before the pandemic is over, uh, stocks do tend to be overbought right now. The, the valuations are high, but long term, they still believe positive by the end of the year very quickly just cinch up your seat belt because there is going to yeah. be a wild ride between now and the end of the year but the markets will likely move higher after that that's it for the fastest four minutes in investing thanks for watching on social media the get ready for the future show continues on radio next there are only three things you can count on in life death taxes and the get ready for the future show on saturdays 
back with more after this break. Did you know there are a ton of financial resources on GetReadyForTheFuture.com? No? Well, bookmark that page for later because the Get Ready For The Future show is back. Talking about designing your retirement house on today's Get Ready For The Future show on what is National Be A Millionaire Day, and we talk about it all the time. Retirement is essentially an income problem, not an asset problem, so we're going to rename it to Be Financially Independent Day. Yeah, millionaire status is great to achieve, but financial independence may or may not need to have a million dollars back behind it. We have folks that retire on less than that. We have folks who we help retire with more than that. do want to take a minute uh, before we dive in uh, to talk a little bit about Memorial Day. I mentioned that at the uh, first of the broadcast today, but we do want to thank those families who uh, had a family member who served and gave the ultimate sacrifice, made the ultimate sacrifice for freedom for this country. Think about the World War II uh, folks that we also that served in Korea, served in Vietnam, served in the Gulf War. Who, if you have a family member who lost their lives serving this country, we want to thank you for their service. I know that this may not always be a happy time of grilling right. and and going to the lake and all of that and kicking off summer for those folks. So. Uh, it is a, a fantastic time to pause and remember the sacrifices that many Americans have made over the years. Yeah, all that fun that we get to have on Memorial Day was was bought and paid for with a price. Right. And, and we've got to, to have a time where we actually pause and remember that price that was that was paid because freedom is just one heartbeat away from being taken away from us. And yeah. when you think about financial freedom and financial independence, that's one of the things that, that we emphasize emphasize here at GenWealth is, look, this isn't a given that that you're going to have financial independence. It doesn't just happen to you. It is something that you've got to work for. Yeah, it, it it is absolutely something you've got to work for. I want to circle back to the Memorial Day thing for just a minute. Um, those of you who are, are parents, I would encourage you to take some time. If you've still got kids at home, just take some time this weekend to talk about Memorial Day. I think that's one of the things that, you know, not just for Memorial Day, but we don't, uh, we don't really talk about about the whys a whole lot anymore and I think that's been very evident in our country in how you know I'll just give an example about how divided we are about the president and not just the current one but the former former president Obama as well um you know, the, we've got to get to a point at using that as the example where we go, you know what, we're going to teach our children to respect the presidency mm-hmm. and not be so divided. So what do you want to teach your children about Memorial Day? You've got that opportunity to have those conversations this weekend. Many of us fly flags on Memorial Day weekend. That's a, that's a great thing to focus on. What does that flag actually stand for and, and what it took to be waving in the back or front of your yard? So as we talk about being financially independent, that's the word we are pivoting to or the term we are pivoting to from be a millionaire day. We talk about walking into that financial independence or retirement. And when you're designing your retirement house, it is very good to first think about the risks that you are going to face, the weather that is coming, the storms that will be brewing. And we believe that we've narrowed it down to three big risks that retire, retirees will face. And these are universal risk, regardless of who you are uh, and what your retirement is intended, intended to look like. You will face three universal risks when it comes to providing yourself with sufficient income. And we're going to talk about all of those in this segment. Those risks are outliving your money, what if you live a long time? Longevity risk is what we would term that. And, and we know we are living longer. And, and I'm uh, jokingly told many people in the client meeting room that if you can tell me your date of death, we can build the perfect retirement plan. Nobody knows when that's going to be. We don't know when uh, your death will occur. So we have to build a perpetual plan, one that doesn't end and provides income to you as long as you live. The rising cost of living, that's inflation risk. We know prices are going to go up. That's not really a risk. That's a given. That's a certainty uh, based on historical uh, numbers that whatever it takes you to live on expense-wise today is going to cost more 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And then it's the volatility of the markets. And we would term this sequence risk. What if I retire at the wrong time? And guys, we don't mean 64 years old or 65 years old. We mean, did you retire in February, right, when the markets went down? If you had everything in equities and were planning to sell to give yourself income and the market drops 37%, 
you're behind the curve a month or two into retirement. We're going to talk in depth about all three of those risks in this segment. Let's camp out on the outliving your money thing for just a second, because it is it is very common for people to think that oh, I'm going to beat this outliving your money thing by investing my money in such a way that it gets a better rate of return than how much I'm pulling out percentage-wise. So as an example, you think, well, if I'm pulling out 4% from my portfolio, I'm going to go get something that gets an 8% rate of return, and I will go ahead and, and always be ahead of the curve on that. I will always be uh, making more money than I'm spending, so to speak. Well, that works until it doesn't. And, and again, in this low interest rate environment, number one, you're not going to find something to keep up with a 4% rate of return in terms of constant guaranteed income. It just isn't yeah. out there. Number two, if you're looking at, at long-term performance in the market, yes, you can probably look at an 8 9% rate of return over a long-term period of time. But those things don't happen linearly. It doesn't happen in a, in a very orderly sequence. What you have is you have the market going up 10 or 15% in a year, and then you have the market going down 5 or 10% in a year, and you end up averaging about 8% rate of return. But things don't happen. Uh, life doesn't occur in averages. Right. And those... Uh, uh, varying returns in the market, Janet, can be disastrous in terms of your money li living as long as you do. One of the other impacts that I see having a tremendous uh, risk for people in terms of outliving their money is how much money they spend early in retirement just on fun stuff. You know, it's not that any of it is problematic. It's not that there's anything wrong with any, you know, one spending area in particular. It's just you know, used to when people retired, they had social security check and a pension check. And so there wasn't this lump sum piggy bank, if mm. you will, to go to, to go, we want to buy a boat or we want to do this or we want to do that. And so there was, we'll go back to slow and steady wins the race. There was this slow and steady wins the race approach to spending. Now with people having these larger balances from their 401ks, whatever your retirement plan might be, it really is very tempting to go, well, honey, don't you want to put a pool in the backyard? I mean, it would be, you know, $30,000. Let's do that. Or, hey, don't you want to do this? It'd be $20,000. Let's do that. And some of you have room to make a $30,000 decision and continue your income at the level that you had it. Some of you, frankly, do not. And you certainly don't have room to make a $20,000 decision and then a thirty, and then another fifteen, etc., you've really got to be cautious to build your spending into your written plan and, and stick to that. If it's what you put on the plan, then let's stick to it because that can have really the same impact, guys, as, as another risk we're going to talk about in just a moment, which is volatile markets at the beginning of your retirement. I want to take a minute to invite our Facebook Live audience and our YouTube audience to check in with us on Facebook. If you've got a question about any of this that we're talking about, please jump down to the comment section on Facebook and, and just uh, comment, and we'll get that here live in the studio and try to address your question. But Scott, I think Janet makes a, a great point, is that that volatile market, especially like we've seen here lately, and, and the, obviously the markets have done very well since they hit the bottom uh, back uh, about a month or so ago. We've had this tremendous run up in the market, but we've also seen what Ryan Dietrich calls Charlie Brown's t-shirt. And that, that's that jagged looking design that's been on Charlie Brown's t-shirt ever since I was a kid. That was a long time. Uh, but, you know, it. Uh, I did it before she did it. Uh, it uh, it's a preemptive strike, that's what that's called. But that, that jagged uh, mark, market movement is one of the things that creates a problem for you in retirement if you're just trying to swing for the fences and get the best return. Yeah, and I think it's uh, good to point out, too, that your retirement house looks much different than your pre-retirement house. When yes. you talk about that market volatility, it works to your favor when you are saving that opportunity to take advantage of what's called dollar cost averaging. If you're systematically contributing in your 401k and it's going in every month and occasionally it catches the dips where the market is going down, you're buying more shares of whatever investment that you are uh, purchasing. Now, there's no guarantee of success, but it gives you the opportunity to accumulate more shares, thereby when the value goes up, you have more shares than you would have otherwise had. So buying in a volatile market is great, but that's saving strategy. And it's clear 
that it's different when you get into retirement. You're moving from accumulation or saving strategy to distribution or spending strategy. So designing your retirement house has to look different. And that's why we're talking about these risks the way we are. And the rising cost of living, when you talk about inflation, that is one that is a killer because you do have to stay invested in equities with some level of your wealth in retirement because of that. You do. And you've got to be able to increase your income to keep up with that increased spending that you're going to need to have as you get older. Now, you may be spending on different things, and I get that. You may be spending on health care more in your later years than the travel and what have you. A lot of people say, well, I want to go do a lot of stuff on the upfront, and I'll live on less money later. Well, you might and you might not depending upon how well you're covered as far as health issues are concerned and things of that nature you know health care costs in the last few years of retirement are enormous and so you've got to think about that as well but I want to go back to and I'm going to kind of mess up our analogy here about house building <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about driving for a second people often wonder why do you want me to come in five to ten years out from retirement why don't I just come in right before I'm ready to retire well if you were driving down the road Road and you know that there is a stop sign uh, 500 yards down the road, you're not going to be going 80 miles an hour and run right up to that stop sign and hit the brakes and squeal the tires and all that type of thing. That's not how you drive. And you don't approach retirement like that. Retirement is a change of direction. And you know that if you're going to a stop sign and there's going to be a turn there, then you're going to start slowing down before you get there. You've got to do that same thing and be prepared for that change of direction when you get to the stop sign, not run right up to to it. And that's why we want you to come in and talk with us. If you're a pre-retiree, somewhere in the five to 10 year range out from your actual retirement date to be able to do some things that, that will prepare you for that change of direction in retirement. Scott, you want to talk about the financial planning fee for 55 mm-hmm. and up? Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We've got, uh, I wanted to say what I was thinking about visualizing when you were talking about that little analogy there is there's a speed limit sign, right? When it reduces, when you go into a town, one of those that's speed right. traps, it doesn't just give you the change it right now. There's one ahead of that that says you're mm-hmm. about to need to slow down. That's so right. it allows you to prepare. And we, during this pandemic at GenWealth, have uh, decided to waive our financial planning fees for folks 55 and older through June 30th. So this is a great opportunity for you to get a financial plan completed for your retirement, a value of between $500 and $1,500 at no cost if you do it before June 30th. All you have to do is call 501-653-7355. We'll talk about it on the other side of the break. Smarter, simpler, and more personal. The Get Ready for the Future show continues after this. Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. We were up against the break, and I had to kind of hurry through that uh, talk about the financial planning fees being waived. But I think the discussion that we're having today is bearing out those risks that are universal to you. If you are 55 and up, you are likely 10 years or so away, maybe less, from retirement. You're going from that spending strategy or from that saving strategy to that spending strategy, from accumulation to distribution. And you need a plan to address those three risks to take on those risks. You know, we've mentioned a couple of times it's National Be a Millionaire Day. It's great to aspire to be a millionaire, but how do you know that that's the number you need? You don't unless you have a plan, and that plan is an income plan, and that's what we do every day for our clients. And again, just one more reminder, if you weren't with us on the other side of that break, that if you are 55 and older, and if it's a couple, only one member of the couple, only one spouse needs to be 55 or older, we are waiving our financial planning fees through June 30th. And to take advantage of it, to build a retirement plan for you, all you have to do is call 501 653 7355. You can also reach out via email info at getreadyforthefuture.com. So we talked about those risks and a plan to address it. The rest of the program today, we're going to talk about how you build that plan. Right. And one of the things that you do is you get good financial advice in terms of investment advice. And one of the people that we use 
to help us to build portfolios and manage the markets and things of that nature has had some national recognition, Janet. He has. Uh, this was from uh, Business Insider. Ryan Dietrich was recognized in the top 13 uh, Twitter accounts for uh, being able to give advice with technical analysis with regard to investments and everything. So I, we're super excited for Ryan. I would love to say, guys, that it's because of his presence on the Get Ready for the Future show. <laughs> I kind of don't think that's the reality, but I would love to be able to say that. But congratulations to Ryan Dietrich. We're super excited for him. Top top 13 is a pretty big deal nationwide. Yeah, it's it's a great uh, Twitter feed. If you're on Twitter, it's at Ryan Dietrich, and you can you can uh, follow him there. And and it's Dietrich, not, by the way, spelling help yeah, on this D E T R I C K. Yes, at yeah. Ryan Dietrich, the little at sign Ryan Dietrich. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the thing I like about Ryan is it's technical analysis. But it's in plain language. Yes. It's right. not uh, gobbledygook that right. uh, a lot of these guys spout on all the other Twitter feeds. So I think it makes him the best out of that out of that group. I, they didn't they didn't necessarily rank them, but they just had the top thirteen. And uh, I think Ryan does a, a fabulous job and, and obviously does a great job uh, working with us here on the show. And I think that's probably one of the feathers that he has in his cap is that he's top 13 <laughs> and he is the analyst for investments on the Get Ready for the Future show. Yeah. 65,000 followers. I'm looking at his 65,000. Wow. Yeah. I have a little Twitter envy there, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot and he tweets a lot too. He's got 41,000 tweets. So he is very active on yes. Twitter. So if you want to get some insight there, about about the markets, I would certainly encourage you uh, to follow Ryan. So when you're building your retirement house, we always use that house analogy, and it and it needs to face those three risks head on that we talked about in the last segment. The first step to building your house has to be that foundation. The foundation of your retirement income house has to be firm and secure. And I do harken back to the, the time in 2006 when I built my house, and we've all got house building stories at this mm-hmm. table. My father helped me do it. Um, I actually contracted the house myself, and that can be a whole show someday when yeah. we want to talk about that <laughs> and the challenges that go along with that. I, I did ultimately think it was the right decision to do. Now, looking back on it, it still was, but certainly I was in charge of a lot of things I had no idea about, and, and I had to be surrounded by people who were experts uh, at those things, whether it was the uh, electrical wiring or the plumbing. But it started with the concrete work. It started with the foundation. And we built a, it technically is a slab foundation with concrete blocks for a uh, walkout basement. So we're surrounded by dirt on three sides of our home. So those concrete blocks were being built on the foundation. And my dad helped me out on the foundation part of my house building. And the reason he did was he was in concrete work all his life. Uh, Most of his career was spent building uh, farm uh, buildings or things of that nature, not residential homes, but he knew concrete very well. He knew concrete work. And certainly we had subcontractors doing all of that. But he kind of stepped in where they were going to uh, basically fill it with a certain amount of concrete. Those concrete blocks were going to be firmed up by extra concrete inside of them. He added more to it. He came in and he stepped in and he said, we want more. And, And it wasn't in the plans to do that. And my first thought process was, this is going to cost me more money, Dad. And here we are. We haven't even put any wood on this thing. We don't have any drywall carpet or anything. Right. And I'm already over budget, right? And he looked at me, and I still remember him saying this. He said, if we if we don't get this right, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. He must have talked to my builder. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. probably did. Yes. Same neighborhood. But yeah, <laughs> the concept is the same. I mean, it, it, it was an overdone poten- potentially, but the security that I have feeling living in that house, knowing that we overdid it on the foundation is very important. And I think your retirement is the same way. You have to very uh, have to make sure that your expenses are going to be covered in retirement. That's your dignity. It, it is the basic necessities of your retirement. We have to get that right before we move on to the next step. Yeah, and it is a exercise that you go through when you are beginning to to work on a retirement income plan is looking at your expenses and what do you expect to spend in retirement and what do you expect to not spend in retirement? Because there are things that you're going to spend money on before retirement that you won't spend money on after retirement. 
And consequently, there are things after retirement that you'll spend money on that you won't spend before retirement. But Janet, it is that layer of income that we're looking at of that constant expense. Yeah. Food, clothing, transportation, shelter, taxes, insurance, those necessities of life that we want to be sure that we get right in the foundation. You know, we've talked many times in the past about the importance of understanding whether or not you have a gap that when you look at what is that required income amount? that you have to have in order to be comfortable. It's not survival level. It's not shutting off the cell phones, but it's also not, you know, a trip to Italy or whatever the case may be. So what do you have to have for that required income level? It's important that you know that number. And then it's also important that you know what the sources are for guaranteed income. So maybe it's social security, maybe it's pension income, maybe you don't have any pensions. So if you look at that required income and you tell us, I have to have 5000 dollars a month and you only have four thousand dollars coming in on guaranteed basis then there's going to be a gap there for you and we've got to look to a guaranteed product that's going to fill in that gap so that even in a time like a 2008 and i'm using that rather than coronavirus because it was down for a longer period of time it's down farther and it was down for a longer period of time than what we just went through but there are going to be times like that your foundation has to be secure regardless this this just made me think about um, when you were talking about concrete when our church went from we're meeting in a warehouse to we're going to have our own building okay the the floors in our church it's all concrete and of course you got the foundation but then you've got just visible what you're walking on floors are concrete and our pastor uh, walks in and he's you know in charge of making sure everything is looking like it's supposed to be looking and and the concrete in one of the areas was cracked and this is the brand new church you know we're not we're not far enough along we hadn't even been in the building yet he's it's still at hard hat stage and all of that and there's a crack and he calls the concrete guy and he goes there's a crack there's a crack there's a crack concrete guy comes up comes up there and he goes preacher i just need to tell you there's there's two types of concrete there's concrete that's cracked and concrete that hadn't cracked yet (laughs) and just kind of let that soak in and the point was listen we've had something that's happened and there's a there's a crack here and it doesn't look real pretty but your foundation is still fine and we've been in that building for many many years and i can tell you the concrete guy was right your foundation is still fine and it happens in the investment world Mm -hmm. you know we just we just had a crack if you will you know earlier this year and investments may not look that pretty because of that crack but the reality is if you have gotten into a product that will provide you a guaranteed income stream, it doesn't matter that there was a crack, if you will, in your investments. Your foundation is still fine. And, and all of that that Janet just went through is backed up by academic research. When we mm-hmm. talk about Ryan Dietrich and, and what he does at LPL Financial, he is a research analyst. He, he basically researches investments. But there is a whole discipline of academic research that is around the idea of retirement income planning. And essentially it says you want to meet these guaranteed expenses are these very predictable expenses with very predictable income because if you have very predictable expenses and then you have not so predictable income that doesn't work out real well when you sit down and try to pay bills at the kitchen table and so it's just very logical but it's also backed up with a lot of research from the academic world that says that's the right way to do that part of the plan and that is to have that solid foundation that you talked about scott if you call in and take advantage of your 55 and old of uh, no financial planning fees at Genwell through June 30th, this is what you're going to do. You're going to sit down across the table with a Genwealth advisor and walk through the ready-to-retire process. And that's the beginning stages of finding your number. What is your required income number? And I, and I love that Janet said it doesn't have to be really stringent. It, you get to yeah. set it. This is part of the customizing process. I've been working with a, a client who's coming in later this week, in fact, that we're still working through that number. He he thinks it's a little high, and, and actually, actually I do too. We've got to work through that and really analyze, is that a required income number? Do you have to have that on a monthly basis guaranteed, or is that desired income, right. which is the next step of the house building? Well, and, and let's uh, take a quick poll here. What Did everybody really have a lot of fun when you were sitting down and 
planning out your house and and designing it and saying i want this i want that and and we want to do it this way and i want it to look this way did was that a fun experience past the foundation it was yeah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yes. yeah i i mean there there was a balance there 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 were some of it that was a whole lot of fun for me i probably spent way more time on pinterest looking at pictures than what you guys did but to me that's the dreaming part not the planning part and there's yes. a difference there and i'm not sure where you're headed with that well i'm just saying that that it doesn't have to be drudgery yeah. uh, to come yeah. in and talk about this it is not drudgery it is something that is is actually it is designing that 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 future that painting that pictures we talked about last mm-hmm. week uh, it is the design of this for the rest of your life it is really going to be the blueprint of how you live your life going forward in terms of money and 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 what money allows you to do so don't look at it as something that's a chore look mm-hmm. at it as something that you get to do that is fun and you get to plan out the rest of your life and it doesn't happen to you just by happenstance nobody likes that mm-hmm. you you don't you wouldn't want to walk into your house and go man i didn't plan on that yeah. room being there you get to convey the dreams which is the fun part and we'll handle planning oh, for yeah. your dreams to become a reality later if you're 55 and up you can call 501 653 7355 right now and set an appointment for your financial plan back in a moment are you following us on social media? Search for Gen Wealth on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Gen Wealth FA so you don't miss out on behind the scenes photos, money tips, and informational videos. The Get Ready for the Future show will be back after this. We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. On National Be a Millionaire Day, we're talking about how to be financially independent in retirement, building your retirement house. And we've talked about on today's Get Ready for the Future show, the risks that we believe every retiree will face in their retirement when they move from a spending strategy to, I'm sorry, from a saving strategy to a spending strategy, moving from accumulation to distribution of your assets. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the next stage. We talked in the last segment about building that foundation. That's your required income that buys your dignity in retirement. We have to make sure that your expenses, your basic level of existence in retirement is paid for with monthly guaranteed predictable income. Those guaranteed income sources include Social Security. Perhaps it's a pension. Perhaps part of your assets need to be utilized to build a guaranteed income stream. Once that is set, we move into the living quarters of the house. We call that the desired income. And this is the true independence part. It means you do what you want to do. And you have to quantify that with a monthly income number. And that's the second step of our process. Once we've developed the required income number, what is your desired income on a monthly basis? And this is a process, too, because it can be annual for most people. I want to spend $10,000 a year on travel. Uh, what am I going to do as far as the kids, or the grandkids' birthdays are concerned? You know, mm-hmm. you may have to pull it from an annual basis down to a monthly basis. But eventually, we hone in on that number. And this is going to be provided to you from your investment strategy. Well, let's make a point that that if you get that foundation right and you get that number solid, then that gives you a whole lot of freedom in terms of how you spend the rest of your money. It's really up to you. It is discretionary income. And that means you get to pick. You get to choose exactly what you're going to do. Do you want to go on vacation every three months, every six months, every year, whatever the case may be? How often do you want to go see the grandkids? What expenditures like, you know, vehicles, boats, things of that nature do you want to do in retirement? If you've got your foundation covered, then you've got the liberty to do that. Where you make a mistake is going, hey, the piggy bank's open and hey, listen, I've always wanted to do this and let me go get some of this money and do this mm-hmm. and don't pay attention to being sure that that foundation is taken care of. Janet, that is a, a almost a, a sickness that happens yeah. with some people when they get to 59 and a half or 65 or whatever age bracket where they can access the money that they've been building up all this time. It is literally like Christmas Day to them. Yeah, it, it 
is, what, what was the deal that used to be? I'll gladly pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And what's going to happen, if you keep digging into that piggy bank, then you're you're not going to have hamburger money in the future. You know, it's, it's not going to be there for you. So if you have too much fun today, then just realize in the future, you're not going to have that excess money. And I, I want to talk for a moment about the difference in the planning process for the desired income compared to the required. It's very important on the required income aspect that you're able to get us to a number to say, I have to have X amount per month. On the desired income, however, for many people, it winds up being determined basically by what's left in Mm -hmm. in our retirement assets after we have satisfied the required income need, after we know that that is, is addressed, then where do we need to go from there? What assets do we have left? And that number is going to be what you have for desired income. And I'll say some people have, you know, a very small number there for desired income to supplement the required income needs, but some people have a tremendous amount of flexibility. So that's where we get back to how much money do you really need for Mm -hmm. retirement? And that question about, you know, today is national, you know, be a millionaire day. Okay. Maybe that's more than you need. Maybe it's not as much as you need. It all comes back to what is your required income and then how much desired income would you like to have? Mm-hmm. Scott, I'll, I'll tell a quick story with a uh, client that I just recently worked with. Uh, they they have a pretty good amount of, of guaranteed income from pension and social security and things of that nature. And they also have a guaranteed income product that they invested in back some time ago. So they've got a really solid foundation. And they were talking about another account that they had. And they said, you know, this is this is just money that, that we've got and, and we'll spend it, you know, in some way. But uh, how do we really make it make some money? And so we talked about actually putting them into dividend paying instruments and allowing those dividends to accumulate into a cash account. And then they could just look at that cash account and decide their discretionary spending based on how much money's in the cash account. Mm -hmm. And so it's very easy for them to go, hey, we can do this or we can do that. Now we have some estimates about how much cash will accumulate over a year and their eyes were going, really, that much? That's really cool. And I said, what are you gonna do? And they went, I don't know. We'll find something. Because they had everything else taken care of and Mm -hmm. it gave them that freedom. And when I think about financial independence, that's kind of what I think about is that you've got all of your bases covered as far as your your daily needs are concerned. And then you've got some extra money to make some decisions on. That's freedom. That's independence. And that's what I think so many people crave in this day and time is to not be tied to a job and not to be tied to a situation where they've got to go in and work every day. But they also don't want to go home and eat beans and rice one day and rice and beans the next. You know, that's not something that is on their agenda. That doesn't sound like financial freedom. Financial freedom sounds like you get to exercise some independence and make some choices about how you're going to spend the money that you have. You mentioned earlier that it's vitally important to come in about 10 years out from your projected retirement date to begin walking through this process of building your retirement house. And I think when you move into this part of our conversation about investment strategy, that highlights another reason for me that it needs to be done 10 years out because your investment strategy really needs to change well before your retirement date because you can't just have everything in one pot, we believe, and the the science backs this up from academia as well, and have some simple withdrawal strategy on your assets and expect everything to work out. It needs to be designated very specifically. And, you know, many times I'll address just the reality of it. Most people don't come in 10 years out. And so if you're listening to us and going, oh, my gosh, I'm so far behind, come in now, wherever you are on the trajectory towards retirement. Um, Troy and I were meeting with uh, somebody not too long ago where they are about three years out from retirement and they have some opportunity to put some excess money back between now and the time that they retire. But the question is, what if they had come in, you know, seven years ago or so and what type of a difference would that make? And that's why we encourage you to come in as far ahead of time as we do. It's not that you can't retire without doing so. We just know that if you need to do some tweaking, it's easier to do a lot of small tweaks over a decade than it is to do some fairly large ones over three or four years. If you think back to the last uh, crisis that we had of, of 2007, 2008, 
how many people had to put off their retirement because things are going great and equities were doing fine and all of a sudden, boom, here's this 40% downturn in the yeah. market within a few weeks or months. And, and it really did shutter people's retirement plans and cause them to have basically retirement deferred. Uh, mm -hmm. They were just deferring their retirement out and they were going to work a little while longer and they were going to build up some more money to try to recover and all of this. And, and not to mention the, the psychological impact that all that had too. And so that's something that we've worked really hard to try to avoid this time around, but it is all about preparation. Dan Arnold, the chief executive officer of LPL Financial, uh, he, he communicates with us on a regular basis and there was one communication earlier this week that he says, luck favors the prepared. Mm. And, and I think that is a theme that you could have about your retirement is that, you know, some of this is, frankly, you know, what happens to you in sequence, whatever the sequence is, and that is luck. It is literally the time that you're born and the time that you choose to retire and all of that type of thing. But luck favors the prepared. And if you're prepared, then you can get something done in, in favor of you. If you're not prepared, then you're at the mercy of whatever happens. And that's not a good place to be. That's certainly not financial independence. And it's certainly not something that, that anybody really aspires to. We do, before we run out of time, need to put a roof on the house. Yes. The top of the house is your legacy. We, we're fond of asking people what's in your attic, and most people will tell us, well, it's a bunch of junk. But it, it is always junk that you, for some reason, have decided not to get rid of because you think somebody might want it someday. That's your legacy. It's not junk. It's something you're going to pass on to the next generation. And that's part of your plan uh, as well. And we can build that plan for you if you are 55 and older at no cost if you call and set your appointment before June 30. If you heard the bell there, it's time to wrap up. You can get that financial planning process underway by calling right now, 501-653-7355. You can also reach out via email info at getreadyforthefuture.com. And my big takeaway today is, is if you take nothing else from this show, We've said it many times that it's National Be a Millionaire Day, but how do you know that that number is your number? Is it the right number for you? Retirement is not an asset problem. It is an income problem that you have to solve for. You've got an opportunity right now to allow this coronavirus pandemic to be a wake-up call for you to say, you know, I, I haven't had a plan or my plan hasn't been really great. I might need plan B. And if you feel like you need plan B, then pick up the phone and give us a call, 501-653-7355, especially if you are 55 and up or somebody in your family is 55 and up, uh, you can pick up the phone, give us a call, take advantage of this free financial planning offer that we've got between now and June 30th, no financial planning fee for folks that are 55 and up. I want to circle back to what Scott was saying earlier about, you know, it's yes, it's National Be a Millionaire Day, but we talk more about financial independence because it is not that dollar amount. It is about your financial independence. So my question to you is, how do you know if you're on track to be financially independent in retirement? I know some people who are not financially independent in retirement, and frankly, it stinks for them to not be able to have that independence. So what's the plan? How do you reach financial independence for yourself and know that you're on track? Again, our number 501-653-7355. If you're watching on the live stream today, you can call it right now. And if you're listening on radio over the weekend, you can call it as well. Leave a message. We'll uh, get back with you when offices open up on Monday. Happy Memorial Day weekend to everyone watching and listening. We'll talk to you next week. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only.